the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and His eternal kingdom with Earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you again for joining me with Season Watch, and we will continue to pray as we need to every day. Well, Jesus, thank you for today. It's a beautiful day as I speak. I don't know what it'll be like on Saturday, but um, Lord, we just see your hand in creation around us. Help us to look up uh, away from our phones, away from our problems, and and just to see uh, your glory in creation and in the gifts you've given us. And just lift our spirits and refresh us, Lord, just as the the psalmist said for the lord is my shepherd and you restore my soul and so we ask you to do that today help us to remember people who need our prayer and support that's so many challenges out there we pray for the persecuted church that endures through all things and we we thank you lord that you give us a reward for being faithful so we put all these things in your hands and we thank you for your glorious gifts to us in jesus name amen Well, friends, today, on that note, (laughs) we're seeing every day more pieces of the end times puzzle materializing. Helps us to really appreciate the beautiful work that God has done, his promises, his prophecies. Uh, Just the, the work of his hands is so glorious. It testifies to his goodness. The love he gives us for each other and uh, the hope that he puts in us, the light in us in this dark times. And so it stand out even starker as we pay attention and see the things materializing day by day as these end times uh, puzzle pieces come together and more events occur that mirror Jesus's prophecies and the showing that these agents of Satan that we've been talking about continue to add structures to entrap humanity in their global authoritarian system. I'm not even going to talk about those things today, but uh, you wouldn't believe the things that they continue to do. And these are all just as the prophecy said, just as Revelation described. And so these things are happening rapidly. And as we discussed just last week, uh, Jesus will return as a conquering hero to ascend the throne of David and reign and rule over the nations for a thousand years during the millennial reign before uh, he wipes out Satan and all the bad guys forever. And then we'll have an eternal kingdom. Uh, I just look forward to that day. It'll be so full of peace. And so um, as we discussed uh, before he returns, God will use the tribulation period, the great tribulation that's coming that he warns us about. He'll use that to isolate Israel and to awaken them to their Messiah and to prepare the hearts of the remnant of those who love God but haven't 
found their Messiah yet. And so we continue to pray for that as day by day, uh, Israel is uh, feeling the distress of all the nations turning against them. And they're realizing even America is uh, rejecting them and, and causing them to stumble and that they're on their own, just as the Bible talked about, the whole world is gathered against them and it's going to get even darker for them. And so we pray during this time that they come to find their Messiah. There's a lot of Messianic Jews in the IDF and uh, praying and gathering in churches and uh, trying to reach out to their fellow believers, uh, people who might love God but don't know the Messiah. So we continue to pray that God sprinkles the land and um, inspires more to come to their Messiah. There will be many more. And we're praying for these things. But God is going to use the end times events to return to Israel as his focus. And so this week we're going to look at these prophecies about the end times events and start kind of a mini-series that examines the clues that reveal the details of all these events that we're expecting to come in both the Old and the New Testaments and how they're highlighted by certain distinctions that we see between Jesus's Olivet Discourses as recorded in Matthew and Luke's Gospel narratives. So that's a very interesting study and we're going to do that. We're setting that up today. And so friends, fasten your truth belts as today we discuss the time of Jacob's trouble, prophecies concerning future things. And so both the Old and the New Testaments describe end times events and particularly the tribulation and millennium conditions. Studying both of these helps us create a clear timeline and uh, visualize or understand several details concerning these events. And so we must go to the Bible to understand future events and God wants us to know them. That's why I wrote them down for our understanding and so we can have expectations and plan accordingly. And both Jews and Gentiles who believe in God need to be careful to heed the Bible's warning against putting other teachings and other teachers above what the Bible actually says. And we see this in Isaiah 29, 11. The whole vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who's literate, saying, read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. Therefore, the Lord said, inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but they have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandments of men. And Jesus spoke about this. He actually quoted this, saying that you prefer the teachings of men and their commandments over what the Word of God says. Let's not do that. Let's be very careful not to heap unto ourselves ears, uh, teachers with our itching ears that really have doctrines of demons that undermine and just chip away at the truth of God. We don't want that. We want to go to the Bible and read for ourselves and study for ourselves. And so in this series, we're going to examine the end times events through the lens of how God uses this time to return his focus to Israel. And today we'll look at the Old Testament prophecies to set this up. And we'll see this timeline. But next week, as we look at a particular particularly revealing section of the New Testament, as mentioned before, it's going to help us align these descriptions, both the old and new, and we could kind of line them up. And at that time, when we get there, we're going to examine and compare Matthew's Olivet Discourse and its details, which appears to be written with the Jewish audience in mind, along with Luke's Olivet Discourse, which appears to be written with the Gentile believer in mind. And as a quick preview, we'll discuss how Matthew was written by Levi, or Matthew, a Jew who held a position as a tax collector for the Roman Empire. 
He also appears to be highly versed in the Hebrew scriptures so that the Gospel of Matthew quotes the most Old Testament scriptures to show how Jesus fulfilled the prophecies. And so he appears to be focused on the Jewish believers in describing Jesus' birth and ministry, and tradition suggests that Matthew's Gospel was originally written in Hebrew. And then Matthew later translated it into Greek for the Gentile audience. So we ended up with both, but it looks like the, the Hebrew translation, which is just the tradition from passed down to us, um, is maybe no longer continue to be translated or uh, transcribed. On the other hand, Luke, who is the only Gentile writer of the entire Bible. By the way, if you're a Jewish listener and you don't like this whole New Testament thing, you got to understand they were all all the books, all the followers of Jesus, Jesus himself were all Jewish. All the books of the New Testament are Jewish, except Luke, who was written by uh, a Gentile, uh, the great physician, and a companion of Paul, Saul, who was also a Jew of the Jews, right? He was of the tribe of Benjamin, and you can't get more Jewish than Paul or Saul was. And so we have Luke. Luke wrote the book of Luke or the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Both were written to a Gentile audience, the only books written by Gentiles. And so if you're Jewish out there and you go, oh, I don't like the New Testament because it's uh, it's not it's not for us. I'd be like, yeah, it's for you. Why don't you just ignore Luke and, and, uh, and Acts if you want, just to get started with. But I, I don't recommend that. And so we're heading towards that uh, discussion next week about the distinction between the Matthew and Luke discourse on uh, the Olivet Discourse. And we're going to notice how those distinctions highlight the prophecies that we're going to look at today from the Old Testament. So with this in mind today, we're going to look at the backdrop of all the prophecies in the Old Testament or Tanakh for our Jewish listeners in the last days. And it's vital, friends, to know your Old Testament in order to really understand the New Testament and its prophecies. Remember what the old saying is, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed or something like that. So from the Old Testament prophecies, we know that God will bring Israel back into their old land, their own land, as we've looked at before. And frankly, these verses are too numerous to list here. They involve whole chapters. But here's a few of them that we've mentioned before. We see Isaiah 11, 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, and from Cush, and Elam, and from Shinar, and from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. So that's everywhere. Later he says the four corners of the earth. And then we see in Jeremiah 30, 10, Therefore fear not, my servant Jacob, says the Lord. Neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and shall be in rest and be quiet and none shall make him afraid. Verse 11, and I am with you, says the Lord, to save you, though I will not, though I will make a full end of all nations where I've scattered you, yet will I not make a full end of you, but I will correct you in measure and will not leave you altogether unpunished. Ezekiel 11, verse 17, therefore say, thus says the Lord, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you've been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. 
for I will take, verse 24, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. And so there's many, many more prophecies, but it's clear, Christians, uh, those of you who love God, who love the Bible, please accept accept these clear prophecies that Israel, the God's chosen people, will go back into their land again. And it's for a purpose. And we're going to talk about those things today. And we know that the whole world will come against Israel, right? That's part of the prophecies. We're seeing it now. And this is according to Zechariah 12 and other verses that we've looked at. So we see in Zechariah 12, verse 3, just an example. And in that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut to pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. And so we know that in the last days, the Antichrist will arise to rule the earth. And this will happen after the rapture. But we're going to just look according to the Old Testament. And uh, the Antichrist will arise and will make a covenant of peace with Israel for seven years. This covenant will allow the temple to be rebuilt on the Temple Mount Jerusalem. But then in the middle of the peace covenant, the Antichrist will enter into the temple, set up an abomination, and require everyone to worship him. And so we see evidence for this in Daniel 9, starting in verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation that is determined shall be poured upon the desolate. And we see Daniel 12, verse 11. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that that makes it desolate set up, there shall be 1,290 days. And so we see in other places, um, there are specific timelines given throughout Daniel concerning the Israel's um, being in the land and making a covenant with the Antichrist. And so we see a lot of descriptions in Daniel concerning this Antichrist and who it will be. But those are just a couple of those verses. And then we see as a result, the remnant Jews who love God will realize after they see the, um, the abominations set up in the new temple, and, uh, and the ceasing of the uh, sacrifices, they'll realize that, um, that this is the Antichrist and that they will reject worship of him. And at this time, it will start the time of Jacob's trouble because they will, uh, es- they will run away. They will refuse to worship the Antichrist. And so we see in Daniel 12, starting in verse 1, it says, At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which stands for the children of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was there was uh, since there was a nation, even until that same time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And we know later in the Bible, written in the book means those who have their names written in the Lamb's book of life. And so these are believers. These are people, Jews, who come to faith during the tribulation. And uh, and they come to faith in Yeshua. And God describes how he's going to help them escape from the persecution of the Antichrist after they reject worshiping him. And that everyone who's found written in the Lamb's book of life will escape. Um, maybe not everyone. We'll see. Uh, Jeremiah 30, verse 7, which says, Alas, for that day is great, so there's none like it, even the time of Jacob's trouble. 
but he shall be saved out of it. And so we see this description of Jacob's trouble in two books, and then we'll see it referred to later um, in the Gospels. Verse 8, Jeremiah 30, verse 8, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off your neck, and I will burst your bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him, meaning Jacob. Verse 9, But they shall serve the Lord their God, and David their king, whom I will raise up to them. And so that's a promise that the Messiah will return and save them. And so this is when the Antichrist tries to destroy those of Israel who reject him as their God or their Messiah, and that these remnant faithful will flee from Jerusalem toward modern-day Jordan, and it's likely to Petra, and be protected from the Antichrist until Jesus returns, or Yeshua, the Messiah, returns to save these faithful remnant. And so we see this clue about them fleeing at this time, In Isaiah 16, starting in verse 1, it says, Send the lamb to the ruler of the land from Selah, or Petra, to the wilderness, to the mount of the daughter of Zion. For it shall be as a wandering bird thrown out of the nest, so shall the daughters of Moab at the fords of Arnon. And that's actually a little river um, that intersects with the territory of Israel out of Jordan today. And um, verse 3, take counsel, execute judgment, make your shadow like the night in the middle of the day, hide the outcasts, do not betray him who escapes. Let my outcasts dwell with you, O Moab, be a shelter to them from the face of the spoiler, for the extortioner is at an end, devastation ceases, the oppressors are consumed out of the land. In mercy, the throne will be established, and one will sit on it in truth, in the tabernacle of David, judging and seeking justice and hastening righteousness. And so we see an interesting clue here in Isaiah chapter 16 of this time where just before the Messiah comes back to rescue them, that faithful Israel, those who love God, will flee away from the spoiler. And that's a reference to the Antichrist. And we see that mentioned in... In, um, later in Revelation that the Antichrist tries to chase down those from Israel who have turned to their Messiah and refused to worship. And so the, we see the intersection here of all these prophecies about the times of Jacob's trouble before the Christ returns. And so many will be, be killed by the forces of the Antichrist, and there will be great distress in the land. This is during the tribulation, so God's at this time pouring out his judgments all the while um, Israel is uh, discovering that this is the Antichrist. <laughs> and so as the Antichrist tries to destroy the people of God, we see this description in Daniel 11, beginning in verse 31. And arms shall stand on his part, this is concerning the Antichrist, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that makes desolate. So there's a, a second reference in Daniel concerning the abomination going into the temple. And then verse 32, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupted by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I love that. 
And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword, and by the flame, by captivity, and by spoil for many days. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them, and to purge, and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed." And so for those who have fled the Antichrist and endure to the end, the Messiah will come to them and save them. And we see that in Zechariah 12, verse 8. And in that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at the day at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, and the angel of the Lord before them. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy the nations that come against Jerusalem. Verse 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And so that's a description of the Messiah returning, and they recognize that this is their Messiah, the one that had been pierced by them, by his family, and had been rejected nationally, but is now being received for his glory. And so we see Zechariah 14, verse 2, For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the mountain of Olives will cleave in the midst thereof. It's going to cut itself in half, and half towards the east, and the other half towards the west. We see Zechariah 14, verse 9, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day. Shall there be one Lord and his name one, right? Ahad. Then the Messiah, which we recognize as Jesus, Yeshua, will set up his millennial kingdom, sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem. And he'll be both the king and the priest over Israel, as we described last time. And so we see uh, Ezekiel 37. And David, my servant, shall be king over them, and they shall have one shepherd and they shall walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I've given unto them unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt and they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. And then Zechariah six thirteen. even he shall build the temple of the Lord and he shall bear the glory. He shall sit and rule upon his throne and he shall be a priest upon his throne and the council of peace shall be between them both. And so God will establish the Messiah to set peace on the earth and rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron over those nations that survive the tribulation. And we get that description in Daniel uh, chapter 2, verse 44. And in those days shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but shall break in pieces and consume all the other kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And then we see Daniel seven thirteen when 
the Messiah receives his kingdom. It says, And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. And so we see there's plenty of prophecies on that. We've talked about Psalm 2 and how he's going to break them with a rod of iron and dash them into pieces like a potter's vessel. And so the Old Testament clearly outlines these major end times events with a particular focus on how God will return his focus back to Israel to both judge the wicked during the tribulation period and to drive his people back to himself and to their Messiah, Yeshua. And with these prophecies in mind, we can look at how Jesus answers two different sets of questions from his disciples on the Mount of Olives um, discourse. And so we're going to look at that next week, and we're going to discover that the differences between the Matthew uh, account of the Olivet Discourse and the Luke account of Olivet Discourse reveals the filling in the details of what will happen in these end days. And they, between the two of them, they list and confirm all these events, the destruction of Jerusalem and then the coming of the Antichrist and the rapture uh, before the Antichrist and how when the Antichrist rules the earth, he's going to... uh, chase after Israel and uh, and God is going to use these things to bring Israel back to itself but we want to trust in Jesus who's going to come as a thief in the night for us he's going to come and take us out of this world because we trust in him and because we see these things beginning to happen we want to look up our redemption is near and we want to be with him and avoid all these things that are coming on the earth that's why we even want Israel to avoid these things. So let's share these things as much as we can. Prophecies confirm the truth of God's word and we could trust in them. So until next time, God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.